Hey, brave one. Welcome to another episode of the Women Aware and Prepared podcast. I'm your host, Mandy Pratt, a trained domestic violence victim advocate who teaches women and vulnerable populations how to be street smart. You'll hear some true crime stories, but most importantly, how we might prevent crimes happening to us. Return each week to learn safety tips and emotional self-defense so we live empowered with peace. Let's be less naive and leave helplessness and worry behind so we can be safer, savvy, aware, and prepared. Welcome back. I've been recording a series about fight or flight. We did one episode, which was an intro. The second episode, which I had a guest on with me speaking about specific common stress reactions, fight or flight, when there's an attack on you or a very stressful situation. Now, today I wanted to talk about a fourth part of the fight, flight, or freeze. The fourth part is fawn. So not a lot of people have heard of that. And I wanted to go over that before I record the last of the series, which is the ways that I have calmed my nervous system down because I was stuck in fight or flight. If you've heard my story, you would know why. If you haven't, please go back to episode one and two and hear the story then. So fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, these are all reactions that we have when there is a stressful situation or maybe an attack or maybe a situation of abuse. So our brain's goal is to keep us safe. So if we're in a situation, our brain is going to choose fight, flight, freeze or fawn. We all understand fight, flight, or freeze, right? But do we understand fawn? Fawning is a fear response where the brain decides to try and please whomever is triggering this fear response. So this response might be common to people who have had trauma already in their lives. So they might try to avoid abuse by keeping their abuser as happy as possible and just avoid conflict. This also might manifest as compliance to avoid being hurt. So if someone complies with their abuser to reduce the risk of physical harm, they're not consenting to that abuse. Their brain is simply trying to keep them safe. It's a survival mechanism. This fawn response might be difficult to recognize that it's occurring, but I've collected some key signs about this fawn response from Psychology Today. So I'm going to just list a couple of these and I'll put the article in the show notes. So the fawn response means you might look to others for how you feel in a relationship or a situation. It might be difficult to identify your feelings even when you're alone. You often feel like you have no identity. You're constantly trying to please the people in your life. At the first sign of conflict, your first instinct is to appease the angry person. You ignore your own beliefs, thoughts, and truths and accept those of the people around you. 
You may experience unusual emotional responses when issues do not involve people of importance in your life. This could include emotional outbursts at strangers or sudden sadness through the day. You feel self-anger and guilt, some or most of the time. Saying no to those around you is a challenge. You may be overwhelmed at times, but take on more if asked. You lack boundaries and are often taken advantage of in relationships. Lastly, you are uncomfortable or threatened when asked to give an opinion. And people that have the fond response might actually be targeted by those who are narcissistic or those who have a desire to control and manipulate people around them. So in past episodes, I have talked about the power and control wheel. In this podcast, we talk about stranger danger, and we also talk about intimate partner violence because everybody automatically thinks, oh, self-defense. So we need to protect ourselves from the creeps, you know, outside or whatever. But in reality, the statistics show that the majority of harm to people and violence is done by people that we know. So that's why I want to talk about these things. And that was my own experience myself. So I just feel it's very important, especially for young people to understand this, because I feel like, you know, with the true crime community and all, we're very focused on very scary things happening from people we don't know. But in reality, very scary things happen from some people that we already know. And your intuition is probably already kind of alerting you even in a little way to these people, something doesn't feel right. You just don't feel easy around them. I promise in a future episode, we'll talk about um, how to stay safe from narcissistic people because I made this podcast for 15-year-old me and that is one of the main points that I wish I could have told myself and what I want every teenager to know. So we'll get to that. I want to give a real life scenario so you see how all of these responses are. I'm going to give two examples. One is a stranger danger and the other is intimate partner violence. Now, I'm not going to make it triggering, so just relax. A stranger danger, let's say that you're in a parking lot, you just went shopping, you return to your car and you go back to your car and you're about to open the front door and somebody walks out in between your car and the other and you can tell their intentions aren't good so what do you do four responses you can fight you can flight you can freeze or you can fawn so fight would be you start yelling at him and you tell him take one more step and you're gonna regret it you know i don't know what you're gonna say but you're gonna fight you're ready to fight response two his flight so you're gonna just simply take off running response three is freeze so you're gonna literally freeze where you are and hope the danger passes so you're just gonna hope that he's gonna walk away or somebody's gonna come to your rescue response number four is fawn so you're gonna say something like please don't hurt me. What do you need? I can help you, right? So you're trying to avoid the conflict. That's an example of a stranger danger situation. 
So let's talk about an intimate partner violence situation. So let's say you have an abuser that you live with or maybe you're dating and he gets set off by something. Sometimes it's not anything you do. So it seems like he's going to hurt you. What do you do? Do you fight? Do you yell back? Do you get ready to defend yourself with something? Do you flight? Do you just take off running and you leave the situation? Do you freeze? Do you literally just stand there and freeze and they keep yelling at you and you just hope it's going to stop? Or do you fawn and you say, I'm so sorry, I must have done something wrong. Um, let's just, you know, calm down. Let's get a drink of water. I'm sorry, I won't do it again. <laughs> so that's an example of both situations where you can understand this further in real life. I had promised in my last episode when I had my mentor Joe on with me that I would next share about the different practical things I do to help myself get out of fight or flight and to activate the parasympathetic system rather than the sympathetic. So sympathetic is like your knee-jerk reaction and especially to stress response. The parasympathetic is what we really want to get going and we want to activate. So we'll talk about the different things that help with the parasympathetic. Parathe- I can't say that word. That's a really hard word to say. Parasympathetic. So I myself have a neuromuscular disorder. And when I'm more stressed, it gets worse. So I've been uh, through PT and different things, counseling that helps me calm the nervous system. So especially paired with my life story, like those are not good things to go together. So I've tried to separate from the past and provide myself the tools that I need to calm my nervous system. So as I mentioned in the past, sometimes we might need medication to help that or counseling or PT, physical therapy, or other modes. There's different um, therapy. There's EMDR. I've mentioned that. There's somatic. There's different things. And if you listen through all the episodes, you will have caught some of that. But for myself, I have actually a list written down of all the things that I do to help myself. So I do take some supplements that help um, calm my nervous system. No, it's not CBD. No, it's not medication. But I have been on medication in the past because I was having panic attacks. That's pretty common, um, especially for people who've been through trauma. So no judgment there. It's your body's natural way to survive. So it's fight or flight on steroids, basically. Um, So that's what our body does. And if you do that for so long, that's really going to wear your body down. So we need to treat that with whatever healthy means that we have that I just mentioned. And so I'm going to make a whole episode on all the different things, like I promised, but I try to keep these episodes short. And I'm just going to give like one or two right now. And then the next one, I'll list them all out. So I would say 
a very key tool, which I've mentioned in the past and which Joe and I went over last episode is breathing. So he was talking about box breathing, but I actually just had an instance a couple of weeks ago where it was pretty bad and I couldn't even box breathe. So it was a very traumatic incident and I was trying to box breathe and it didn't work. So I've come to realize for me, box breathing does work sometimes, but you can keep it even simpler than that. And instead of the box breathing where you breathe in for, let's say, four seconds, and then you hold your breath for four seconds, and then you breathe out for four seconds, and then you wait four seconds, and then you repeat. Breathe in, hold, breathe out, wait, and repeat. So I keep it simpler than that, and I breathe in for, let's say, four seconds, and then I breathe out for double time, eight seconds. So I breathe in for four seconds, and I breathe out for eight seconds. So if you're not even able to do box breathing, you can just focus on your breathing and do twice as much on the breath out as you do on the breath in. So that may be helpful to you. That is helpful to me. I'm going to list out a bunch of other stuff in my next one, but I just wanted to at least give you something for now until next week. I wanted to make sure that you know about fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So a quick note, when I had lived with my former abuser, he was a narcissist. So I would go to the fawn response when there was an abusive episode sometimes, or one time I did the fight. And again, that is your brain's response. So in my own personal situation, I think I've probably done fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, all of them. But especially when you're living with a narcissistic abuser, you may tend to do the fawn. So part of healing is not doing that anymore and training your brain to respond appropriately. In our last episode with Joe, he was talking about how you visualize different things, different scenarios, um, and you visualize success in them. So it's a matter of training your brain. And again, this comes with practice. So don't beat yourself up. I'm just helping you with awareness. And to encourage you that some of these things are normal bodily reactions. So we don't make this up. We're not making up the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. It's literally your brain trying to help you with survival. So there you have it. There's the awareness. And the lessons learned today were that fight, flight, freeze, and fawn are normal brain reactions for survival. And lesson two, the fawn response, some of those I listed out. So you can go over those in the show notes or rewind a little bit and listen to those. So just being aware of that is important. And lesson three is breathing. If box breathing is too much for you in a stressful situation, simply breathe in and breathe out for twice as much. Breathe in and breathe out for twice as much. 
So focusing on your breathing will also ground you in the moment. All right, check out the show notes. And next week, I will give you the full list of all the things that I do to help calm my nervous system and stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system and balance myself out. I do want to invite you to come to the website in the show notes or womenawareandprepared.com and join the free email list. It's there that I give personal stories and I give lessons learned from the show notes. So that way you're not missing out on anything. Um, There's no spam at all. I only send one email per week and I keep it super simple. Um, I don't have anybody else write my emails. It's me, one person right here, your host, Mandy. So I hope that you'll join our little email VIP family and um, stay more in the loop and empower yourself even further. So I'll see you there. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can leave a review and let me know what you found most helpful. You can find me on Instagram at women aware and prepared. And if you want more from me, you can join my Tuesday tip emails at womenawareandprepared.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Remember, you are worthy of a safe and peaceful life.